Director Tim Bale, of course, Deputy Director of the UK in a Changing Europe. Tim, a very good morning to you. Welcome. Good morning. Thank you very much indeed for joining us. Now, um, it seems to me that everything that happened in Luxembourg yesterday plays rather into the hands of those people who say, well, this is why we want to leave. Uh, I think you're right. I mean, clearly, you know, people who are convinced leavers uh, are going to see this, if you like, as sort of symbolic of the way that the EU treats the UK, you know, with a lack of respect and, uh, you know, not really wanting to listen to what the Prime Minister has to say. Of course, if you look on the other side, if you look at uh, the way that Remainers are looking at this, and particularly, obviously, the Remain supporting newspapers, you get a completely different take on it, which was Boris was fricked. Um, you know, he wasn't prepared to uh, stand up against a few hecklers and uh, try to withdraw, as it were, uh, hurt and uh, but that's got the what problem. he deserved. But that's the problem for the Remainers, because it rather belies their actual motivation on this, because their motivation on this is not that this was actually not only an insult to Boris Johnson, but an actually a planned and set out trap to be an insult to the whole of the United Kingdom, who have, by the way, voted to leave the European Union, regardless of what the Remainers and the Remainer newspapers want to say. And to say that he doesn't want to stand up to a few people making a bit of uh, echoing is a nonsense. It's like the guy, I mean, I've been down at College Green, as you have. It's it's like the guy with the loud hailer who's rammed stop Brexit down everybody's throat. You know, it's almost impossible to work in that situation without headphones and a microphone. You're certainly not going to be in, in any shape to do a press conference in front of that level of noise. No, but then, you know, you saw some people tweeting yesterday, you know, they'd worked with Margaret Thatcher and she'd, you know, stormed into a whole bunch of hecklers and given a press conference regardless. Yeah, that, you know, was a so different, I mean, that was uh, a very different time though, Tim, wasn't it? Oh, well, you could say it's a very different Prime Minister, couldn't you? You know, that she wasn't Frit, she was prepared to give as good as she gets. And, That's the second uh, you time know, you've said Frit. Can you tell me why Frit has suddenly become a word now? <laughs> well, you've now you've just used it twice in yeah, the last five minutes. I, I know, I use it because it was Margaret Thatcher's favourite word. It was the, the word that she used to use uh, for people who she thought... But it's now one of these words that people use, isn't it? It's now being used by politicians all over the it place is, as if they've just it discovered is, I it. I don't I wish agree, to put I, you down as somebody just trying to be trendy, Tim. Ah, it's not trendy. My God, that's not trendy. That's like 30, 40 years old now. No, it's retro. No, it's retro. It's retro trendy. You know oh, what I mean? Okay, thank you. <laughs> Please try not to use it again. Now, tell me why you think uh, Boris Johnson is now in a worse position today than he was yesterday. Oh, no, I don't necessarily agree with that. I mean, I think your analysis is right in terms of the kind of optics of it. Um, you know, it will give, I think, uh, you know, a, a lot of... Um, uh, feeling to, to uh, leavers that you know this is this is exactly the kind of behaviour they expect from the EU and, and it will make them more determined if you like to to get out. I think the interesting development now is you know this stuff that we're hearing about Boris Johnson uh, you know on the margins of the UN um, you know coming up. Uh, with yeah, this is next week. Right? That's right. Yeah, and I mean you know there there are rumours now that perhaps the DUP are. Uh, softening a little bit, um, which might allow him to get some kind of alternative to the Irish backstop as, as it's currently configured. And I mean, that's where the kind of serious negotiation, it seems to me, is taking place now. Yes, it does seem to be. Because it does, I mean, with, with, with all of the uh, the bluster and the nonsense and, and the kind of the, the grandstanding, it does look as though um, there is a movement towards an, another deal, doesn't it? Uh, I mean, it, it does. I mean, I think the alternative to the backstop as currently configured has always been, in some ways, an agreement to, um, you know, make the Irish backstop apply to, to the whole of Ireland rather than um, the UK as a whole. And, and once you, you manage to do that, I think you can get 
uh, certainly the EU on board. You can get, I think, a fair few Conservative MPs on board. But the question in the end will, will, will come down to the parliamentary arithmetic. Even if Boris Johnson does manage to get this deal with the EU, can he get through Parliament? And, you know, I'm not sure the arithmetic is there, because if you're a Labour MP, um, you know, why are you going to vote to help Boris Johnson out? Unless, of course, you're very worried about your Leave constituency. And there might be enough Labour MPs to do that. I I'm not so sure, though. No, quite. And as far as the whole kind of um, uh, situation goes in the U United Nations, when that all happens and that all kicks off next week, I mean, mm -hmm. is that more window dressing in a way? I, I don't know. I mean, I, I think, um, you know, the EU have been demanding, haven't they, that the, the UK come up with some sort of detailed, concrete proposals. And it does seem as if, you know, they're, they're nearly there um, in, in Downing Street on those. I mean, in the end, they will have to present some kind of text that the EU can, um, you know, bargain on, negotiate on and agree on. Um, and, you know, David Frost, who's the, the Sherpa, as it were, has been going to, to Brussels and, and talking. And we've, we've heard about, um, you know, negotiations or talks being intensified over the next week or so. So it could be that something's coming together. And in, in a way, you could argue that this was always Boris Johnson's plan, you know, to kind of leave it to the last minute, you know, 11.59, as it were, when deals are often done in the EU. Uh, and, and get it through um, then. The problem, as I say, is the parliamentary arithmetic and actually the parliamentary timetable, because I'm not entirely sure with prorogation, ironically enough, whether there's enough time to get it through by the 31st of October. So even if, even if a deal does come together and it's passed through the House of Commons, we might need a mini technical extension. Now, whether that breaks Boris, uh, Boris Johnson's promise about 31st of October, I'll leave that one for you. Well, I mean, I think the EU has always said that they would grant an extension if it was simply to um, yeah. uh, to, yeah. to enable an agreement to be done, yeah. uh, because yeah, there wasn't quite enough time for the agreement to be yeah, done. Yeah, quite. And then the, the question then is whether, you know, that, that satisfies leavers. Yeah. You know, Boris said we'd be out by the 31st right. if we're if we're out by the 15th of November, is that just as good, I suspect, for most leavers and maybe even for a lot of voters? That sure. Would be. And I mean, of course, that was Jeremy Hunt's line as well. Just before we move yeah, on to absolutely. Michael uh, Michael Heaver, who's Brexit Party MEP, who's going to talk to us in a moment. Let me just ask you one final question, Tim. Yeah. You're down at Lib Dem conference in Bournemouth. Boris must be pretty happy uh, with Joe Swinson's new policy to completely and utterly prorogue democracy forever. <laughs> well, he might be, but certainly the Lib Dems themselves seem to be quite happy with it. There's a little bit of, um, you know, dissent on a little bit of concern on it. But as far as they see it, I think they see it as a kind of heat-seeking missile that's going to identify all the voters that they really need to win a few more seats. So yeah, well, not just a few more. They need to win about 250 more, I think you'll find. Yeah, so, I'm uh, not quite sure they're going to get there. <laughs> uh, I don't think they are, but Professor Tim Bell, down at Party Conference, thank you very much indeed. We'll